Hello, and welcome to the Transformation Stories podcast. My name is Adia, and I'm the host of this series, a series created by the Adornment Stories Collective. Be sure to go to adornmentstories.com slash podcast to learn more. This week, I'm excited to have Fona Sidhu on the show. Fona is the project manager for Adornment Stories, and today we'll look a bit different because this week will be less of an interview and more of a deep dive into the power of words. Fona has brought along some of her favorite quotes from some books that she has read recently that have been impactful and relevant to the transformative moments of her life. Uh, There is a trigger warning for this episode as we do discuss self-harm, so please be mindful of your own mental journey. I will have some resources in the show notes for those who might need it. Now this is the last episode of our pilot season, so remember if you want us to, if you want to see more, you want to see us make more uh, episodes. Be sure to subscribe, like and rate the podcast, share with your friends, all that good stuff. That helps us out a lot, and it lets us know that you want to see more. It, it gives us uh, more uh, opportunities to talk t- to you guys and more opportunities to make these episodes. So please like, share, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, and without further ado, let's dive into the final episode. Enjoy, you guys. All right. Hello. So welcome to the podcast. Today we have Fona. Hi, Fona. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Good, good. Um, so maybe you can give everybody just a little introduction about who you are, what you do. Um, and we can get going. For sure. Um, so hi, everyone. My name is Fona Sedu, and I a lot of the work that I do is project management. And so what that involves is keeping people on time and on budget. I like to work with a lot of creatives because they have really great ideas, but find it really challenging to execute it, especially when there's multiple pieces in it. Um, I'm on the Adornment Stories team as the project manager as well. And I do a lot of that work behind the scenes. In addition to Adorma Stories, I work in film production. I like to make narrative films and TV shows and series um, and apply all of those skills to the media landscape. And that's a little bit about me. Great. Thank you so much. Um, So today is going to be kind of interesting. We're going to be diving into some quotes. Fona has brought us to, I guess, dissect a little bit in regards to transforming mindsets, transforming um, sort of wellness and understanding and interpreting that, right? Mm -hmm. So the first quote is from a book called The Gifts of Imperfection. And uh, one of the reasons why I chose this quote, especially around transformation, is because I am not a person who likes to be vulnerable. Um, So the quote itself says, my willingness willingness to let someone I care about see me as imperfect led to a strengthening of our relationship that continues today. Um, And so I chose this quote, especially during my journey, because I'm a person who's very closed off. It took me, one of my friends jokes about how it took her three years to be my friend. Um, and it's true. It, I do not feel like, I felt at the time that I was unable to trust people. And if I did trust them, there's potential of them for hurting me. But I think regardless of who you are connected with, um, that, that is a potential 
to happen. And without being vulnerable and allowing people in, they wouldn't be able to know me. Um, and so, yeah, that's where it, it started from. Yeah, I can appreciate that quote a lot. I, I think I can relate to that as well. I think, yeah, part of letting someone in is being vulnerable. And that's that's often the challenging part, letting someone see, yeah, maybe the less uh, put together side of your life. That, that um, bridge is like kind of the hardest to sort of pass through or overcome, right? Okay. Exactly. And I'm curious for you, Adia, when was the last time that you let someone in into your like vulnerable gushy spots as a friend? That's a good question. Actually, uh, I think it was a few, maybe, maybe like a month ago or so. Um, I actually made a, a few new friends while I was uh, studying abroad earlier this year. And um, it was great. I actually met, met some people that we were close to. And I think honestly, even um, with everything that happened uh, with COVID-19, um, our, <clears throat> our trip was sort of interrupted, right? And I think in a sense, it almost bonded us even closer because we were all going through this stressful situation and not really knowing, oh, what's the next step? A lot of us had to go home early, all of these things. And I think in some ways that made us closer. So recently, um, I was catching up with one of uh, one of those friends, and and we were kind of op opening up and dissecting about um, just some deeper stuff, not not even related to the trip or anything like that, but just on a personal level, really getting to know each other. And even earlier today, um, I was catching up with some of them just over text, and we were talking about you know trying to keep in touch, because yeah, I think that can we realize how con that connection was kind of important to us, and I think it kind of. Uh, allowed us to be vulnerable again because we were in such a unique uh, experience together um, that kind of bonded us as well and I think allowed the door to sort of be open for us to to share on those deeper levels. Mm -hmm. Wow that's great. I don't know anybody that made a friend during COVID. <laughs> so that's, that's I know people that are like on dating apps and shit and they're like let me just try a thing but <laughs> that's definitely a challenge of it's, itself <laughs> trying to date in these times <laughs> yeah i've had some uh i've had some friends with some some failed attempts and stories so i get that as well okay and what about you how do you feel about that that experience that quote you kind of talked about your friend who um mentioned that it, it took a while to to become that friend um, do you have like a recent event that kind of you felt you were able to open up and be vulnerable in that space? Yeah. Um, so I feel like the most, most recent time where I was most vulnerable with a friend was crying on the phone with them. Um, that's not something that I ever do at all. I think based on all of the folks that know me and like really care about me and have seen my like soft gushy parts um it's like them crying on my shoulder is a possibility but me sharing that is what which is something that I'm trying to unlearn is actually not a weakness I know that it's a way for me to like if I don't feel the emotions then I will put them in a box 
in my heart and it will just like fester and grow into something that is very unhealthy. So without folks that I know that I can be like, I'm sad right now, I'm probably going to cry and you're going to sit here, hopefully if you have space to do that. But I usually do ask for consent if they're open to like talking through my problems. It doesn't happen often. So usually folks can hold space for me when it happens because they're like, what is this version of Fona? I have (laughs) never seen her before like this. Um, And I'm sure there's a lot of folks who probably are listening that are like, I am the strong supportive type. Sometimes they are the crier, but like sometimes they are the people who can like hold other people and don't give, um, like that don't ask for that help. Um, So yeah, I have also, I have not made very many friends during COVID, but trying to maintain my friendships, I think is what's really important for me. Yeah, that's been a big part as well, I think in general like it's not it's not even just opening up to new people but the ability to get to a deeper level with people you already know um that that's hopefully been uh, an experience for a lot of people getting to getting closer in this time um right okay let's uh let's move on what's the next quote you were looking at yeah um this is also from the gifts of imperfection Mm -hmm. um it's a longer quote And it says, one of the greatest barriers to connection is the cultural importance we place on quote unquote, going it alone. Somehow we've come to equate success with not needing anyone. Many of us are willing to extend a helping hand, but we're very reluctant to reach out for help when we need it ourselves. It's as if we're divided, it's it's as if we've divided the world into quote, those who offer help and quote, those who need help. The truth is that we are both. And Mm -hmm. I I chose this coming off of the topic of like um, having people that you can ask for help. I feel like this lives in the world of both interpersonal, but also like interpersonal relationships, but also work and life balances. Um, and I'm thinking about how myself as a person who likes to work in teams, um, but also I like to as a project manager, I like to know all of the pieces. Um, And so I have to have a broad overview of what is happening on the project at almost every moment. Um, And sometimes it's harder for me to delegate a task because sometimes, have you ever had those moments where you're like, I wanna give this to someone, but I know I could do this in five minutes where this person might take three hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and also you don't know if like it, the taking the time to explain it to them, things get lost in translation. You think, oh, if I just do it, it's easier than having to explain it out. Definitely. Right. Exactly. But I also feel, which is me a lot. I'm trying to unlearn that. But then also I feel like um, without other folks giving me that opportunity, I never would have learned it. I never would have been able to grow. And like, I wouldn't have gotten here. And one of the things that I've recognized recently is that um, a lot of my bosses or like people that I've collaborated with tend to be black women. um, And they always invite me to challenge myself. I feel like the people that invite me to challenge myself and go outside of my comfort zone, um, those are the moments where I find there's like a lot of exponential growth. Um, And all because I said yes 
to doing something and not going it alone and asking for help when I feel like I'm going to make a mistake. And I feel like there's a lot of folks out here that probably also have that experience. Um, and so, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I brought up this quote and especially around like adornment. So for you and like the work that you do generally, because I also know that you're in the creative field, maybe writing is not super by itself. Like it's not, it's not an isolated thing because there's always people that you ask for feedback from when you write or you're inspired by a thing. Um, so it's never really a sol solitary process writing. Um, but I'm curious for you what that looks like, especially collaborating with other people and being creative for you. Mm -hmm. um, I think, well, in regards to writing, it is, I think it is a very independent process, at least parts of it, for sure. Um, I think, I think though, kind of like you said, a lot of the inspiration and a lot of the feedback, you do need to connect with other people. Um, actually, one thing that I really enjoyed um, doing last year when I was writing was, was creating these uh, interactive fiction stories. So that involves, um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a choose your own adventure, sort of one of the, those books where you could like, um, choose a story like plot A or plot B and then you, you flip to a certain page and you get it's, it's sort of like that but it was like a digital sort of experience with that and what I enjoyed about that so much is part of the process was getting the feedback from other from people playing the sort of story in a sense so in a lot of ways right yeah writing can be very interactive because you have to kind of see how people um, interpret what you write and that part of the experience as well. That part's always been harder for me because it is kind of a vulnerable space to to share your work. Um, but that was that was one of the examples where I was excited for it. Um, another way that I've sort of had to going back to the idea of like asking for help and, and sort of being able to delegate certain things. Um, that's been that's been um, something that I've been working on a lot with uh, adornment stories recently. Um, I've last year when we sort of initially launched the the blog um i was writing a lot of the the components but this year we've been working on assembling like a team like a team um a creative team and having other people and other voices because i think it's important that it's not just me on there as well um we're also working on um as a team a collaborative blog post so that'll be interesting when that uh, drops for people. So um, there's been there's been a lot of ways in which uh, collaborating creatively has developed, particularly in the last year or so. Because um, I think initially, yeah, a lot of my writing was very, um, very a very independent project. Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious for you about. I feel like I'm interviewing you now. This is I know. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a conversation, <laughs> <I'm>, right? <laughs> Exactly. I'm curious for you about how it feels when you can share the workload, because I know that for some people, they know it, like you intrinsically know it, but then hearing other people explain it, sometimes just like it clicks. Um, because for me, when I share, when I, of course, when I like do all the things and I'm like, yes, I did it. It's like a great ego boost, but then I realize that I'm exhausted 
and I didn't eat properly that day or whatever. Um, are we allowed to swear on this? I have no idea. Um, go for it. <laughs> if it so inspires you. <laughs> okay, because I was going to say whatever the fuck. Um, but um, I, I realized that a lot of my self-worth was tied up in the productivity of being able to do all of the things um, versus instead of having self-worth tied up in productivity and the idea of what is productive and like how many things can I get done efficiently and effectively, there's also efficiency and effectiveness in sharing the work and like getting other people's perspectives because I know that for me, I live in a bubble of my own existence, but having other people see the work and also like shape whatever the work or task is usually ends up in a better result or it means that I'm not communicating things properly which is a really eye-opening thing I've noticed that I communicate in a very specific way and sometimes people don't understand what I'm saying or they may misinterpret it because I'm not clear about what I want so I'm curious for you and your experience with sharing the workload what does it feel like um, and what have been some of the other benefits for you? Because I think about like, of course, mental health and like personal growth. Um, I feel like when I share the work, um, it's not necessarily feeling like, a, like being a boss in a sense, but rather being like put into roles of leadership and giving opportunities to other people who wanted to do this thing anyways. Mm. Honestly, for me, I think I've, I think I've always sort of preferred or been, been sort of attracted to, I think, work that requires a lot of independence, particularly because I think um, I'm just more introverted naturally. So like, obviously I like, I like a bit of time to myself and it, um, so I, I just think that I've been attracted to that type of, those type of works and positions. Um, but as I've, gone on and like grown a lot I also realized that I think I tend to when it comes to um, group work it kind of depends it kind of it really does kind of depend I tend to spend time observing the dynamics of the of whatever group and then if I feel like oh this is like this type of group we there, there needs to be more direction I'll kind of be okay with like taking on that type of leadership position where I feel like oh um you know what this group then we need more direction we need more like sort of a, a voice or leadership or guidance in this I'm willing to take that on if I feel like somebody else has already kind of stepped in that position I'm comfortable just being like okay I'll like what other roles can I kind of fill I think I tend to do that a lot is like sit back observe and see what needs to be done um I think that tends to be my mentality a lot um I don't know I think as far as asking for help or delegating in those spaces um it really it really can de vary depending on the dynamics of the group um if I feel like I'm more of a um like less of a leadership role I mean I think we all kind of have to take on some level of leadership in a group but if I feel like I'm less of a leadership role, then I do think that I, I tend to just 
okay, this is what they told me. This is this, this, and this needs to get done. Then I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I'm, I think I'm less likely to, to delegate in those spaces. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense exactly. Yeah. I, yep. I think I just kind of, I just kind of adapt to whatever the space needs in that moment. For sure. That when you were explaining how you fit in teams and how it changes according to what the team needs. It reminds me of this personality test. It's the DISC personality. So it's D-I-S-C and it's dominant, influential, compliant, or like cooperative and steady. Um, and I feel like you're part of like the cooperative, steady type of people that are like, sometimes you're cautious and careful. And sometimes you're like, you're the support person, but then you can jump into like the dominant influential role, which are more of the active personality types where it's like, you're like the, you know, the, the quote unquote leaders, the people that apparently are the people that are supposed to like be there, have really great speeches and like those, the, the archetype of leader that's the influential person and the dominant tend to be the people that are just like doers and decisive and they need to make decisions for the teams. I feel like you like fluctuate between these four roles and it just reminded me of that. And I feel like that's really great generally to have as someone on the team, because that means that if for whatever reason, like something had to, like someone had to step back, for example, and you were put in the position to take their spot, that you could do that and you would be able to hold space for people to follow your lead. Or you can also step back and be like, now's not my time and I can let someone else take the skills, um, their skills and like leverage that. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. I, I would say that's, that's fairly accurate for myself. So yeah. All right. I think we have time for, for one more quote. So what was the next one for you? Okay, I'll do this short one. Um, this is from the Inner Bonding Workbook. I started doing a lot of like shadow work. Um, and this was a recommended book for me to read. And it has great activities. The quote says, Abandoning ourselves to our various addictions and controlling behaviors is the ma major reason for relationship failure. And so sometimes when, with this quote specifically, addictions can look like not just like literal addictions to things. So like some people are gamblers and some people are drinkers. I'm definitely a drinker. Um, I like wine. I did used to drink to escape. Um, sometimes I do use fiction to escape reality, which could be unhealthy, but also could be really healthy, depending on how I use that. Um, addictions can also look like exercising to, to push down feelings or maybe to release feelings. Like the, depending on how you use the activity is, and like your intention behind it is usually considered as an addiction or a controlling behavior. Um, and so for me, I pulled this quote because I feel like, as I mentioned, drinking, um, I guess you have to add a trigger warning to this podcast later on, but uh, self-harming in the past was a controlling behavior slash addiction that I had. And 
choosing activities or like changing the way that I saw these activities and actions was a really transformative thing for myself because I feel like, yes, they felt really good in the moment, but then afterwards it had, it never really helped me resolve the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like that also affected my relationships and dynamics because I would do these activities that were harmful and disregard people in my friend circles. Um, I would escape to romantic partners and like ask them for things that they may not have the capacity to do. And it would just disintegrate the anything good that could have happened from the potential activities. Um, and so, yeah, I bring this up as a growing point where I could have done a little better and now I choose to do better in a sense. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I can, I can definitely speak to that as well. I think for me, I, as far as like maybe something that you kind of like as use as a, as a sort of escapism mechanism, I think for me when I was younger, it was definitely books. Um, and then for, and then even now I, I, books and books and music as well and I think even now just any type of storytelling really I, th- I think is a sort of how I how I um, sort of detach from the world if you will and and take time to kind of dive into that and I think there have been points in my, my life where that was definitely um, where I definitely it, it reached levels of maybe like not the healthiest amount and then you know it's also been times where it's been it's been a healthy way to sort of sort of cope at the time um so yeah it's i think it's it's been about finding that balance okay um i think that's all the time we have did you want to um let people know where they can can reach you sure um hi everyone thanks again for joining us and my name is Mona. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bonatasha, F-O-N-N-A-T-A-S-H-A. And my website is also Bonatasha.com. Great. Thank you so much for coming. I'll make sure to link um, all your website and, and all your, your details so people can find you. And maybe I'll, I'll link the books as well so people can, can take a look for themselves. Sweet. And also any self-care tips, especially because I did add a content warning piece mm-hmm. um, for anybody that might need it afterwards. Good point. Good point. Aftercare. Very important. Um, all right. Thank you so much. We'll definitely have to come, have you come back. This was fun and it was great cool. uh, discussion prompt. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Thanks again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, that concludes our time. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to follow Adornment Stories on Instagram and Facebook at adornment.stories and head over to adornmentstories.com slash podcast for more details about the podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye.